a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM at 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It is great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And as always, we've got a lot of ground to cover in the fastest 60 minutes of radio. As we actually attempt to slow things down just a little bit, divide the rage from the reason, elevate the conversation, help you connect the dots, and make the news make sense today. Uh, And there's a lot of it. (laughs) Uh, We're continuing to monitor all of the things coming out of Washington, D.C. today, uh, including uh, John Bolton's uh, book, which will be released tomorrow. A lot of uh, gum flapping about that over the weekend on the various news channels. And uh, I have to say, from everything that I've seen thus far... Uh, it's a little, little bit of a nothing burger. Uh, not that there aren't things in there that we should be worried about or concerned about, uh, but most of them are just sweeping generalities, uh, where he just didn't think the president was was right, or that the president was focused on the right issue, or the way he wanted him to think about it. Uh, which is pretty typical in these tell-all books. You get a, a lot of sizzle about what's going to be in there, and it's going to be the end of a presidency. Uh, all of those things you get in a in a tell-all, uh, and then in the end, there's just not a lot of stake there, and, and I think that's uh, sort of how this is playing out. Now, I want to dive into this a little bit. I spoke about this earlier today with Tim and Amanda that my biggest concern with the John Bolton book is the precedent of having high-level officials, inner circle folks, uh, putting out books for their own benefit while the person they worked for is still in office. Uh, I just think that's a real threat to national security. Uh, Because think of it this way. Again, I don't care if you love President Trump. I don't care if you hate him. I don't care if you want a Democrat in the White House uh, for the next four years or somebody else. Uh, It's the issue of the office. So if a president of either political party is standing in the Oval Office in the midst of an international crisis, and they have to worry about what they are saying to their inner circle worried that it's going to show up on the New York Times tomorrow or in some salacious book uh, three weeks from now, the more a leader has to hesitate and vacillate and and question whether or not they can engage in serious conversation on serious issues, the less likely they are to actually collaborate with the experts in the room that can be most helpful. So currently we have things like uh, members of Congress, when they leave their roles in the House or the Senate, they have a one-year ban before they can start lobbying. Uh, I think that's a good thing. Uh, I think we should have something similar as it relates to high-level officials uh, doing these tell-all books. 
again, I don't care what political party you're in or who's in the White House. Uh, the if if we isolate, if we isolate the president of the United States, again, regardless of which party they're affiliated with, an isolated leader rarely makes good choices, especially under pressure. And we're creating an environment where the chief uh, executive, the commander in chief, is going to be incredibly isolated because they will be unwilling to have conversations with experts and high-ranking advisors for fear that those will be weaponized and used against them in a political campaign. That's my problem with John Bolton. Uh, he said uh, he's doing this as a patriot. Uh, you know my rule. If you have to declare it, you ain't it. And uh, just like my children, when they declare they're an adult, it's usually because they're going to make a really childish decision. Uh, John Bolton is not doing this out of patriotism. He could have done that the day it happened through 17 different channels inside of the government that would have protected him. He could have gone through whistleblower processes within the federal government. He could have gone to the House or to the Senate. Uh, an interesting thing, when, it, when he was asked yesterday uh, by ABC uh, why, you know, why did he not go forward? Why did he not testify during the House hearings? And he said because uh, they were inept. So he blamed it on the Democrats. The reason I didn't go share all this stuff that I'm saying is critical to national security is just because the, the Democrats are not good enough. They were doing a bad job of prosecuting the president in the impeachment trial, and so I, I decided not to. Uh, that, doesn't, that doesn't cut it uh, in the patriot category, sorry. Uh, that's just not how it rolls. So to me, those are all things that are just incredibly incredibly problematic uh, with this. The precedent on this is is horrible as well. Uh, not that there haven't been tell-all books before, but the problem is, is he's still in office. Uh, and so to do that, I think, is uh, is the wrong thing. And, uh, of course, you can, you can get uh, to a host of the different things that he raises. In fact, let's go to the very last piece of sound. Um, this was during uh, ABC Good Morning America today with George Stephanopoulos. And so listen to this statement. We're going to talk about this later in the show. Uh, if someone talks about specifics, they have high-level credibility with me. If they do sweeping generalities, uh, not so much. And so here in a book called, you know, In the Room Where It Happened, here is the essence of John Bolton's book in his own words. The biggest fear I have is that his policymaking is so incoherent, so unfocused, so unstructured, so wrapped around his own uh, personal political fortunes uh, that mistakes are being made that will have grave consequences for the national security uh, of the United States. Okay, so there it is. It's a sweeping generality. His, his policymaking is, is too... Politically focused. Again, I'm not, I am not arguing anything in terms of what President Trump has done or hasn't done. Uh, not dealing with that. So I'm not dealing with Ukraine. I'm not dealing with Russia. I'm not dealing, I'm just talking about the office of the presidency and a tell all book by a former senior staffer. That's the issue at play. The other stuff we can argue till the cows come home and uh, it's not really going anywhere at the moment. So this has nothing to do, those of you who are lighting up uh, on our uh, text line, uh, just exhale just a little bit. This is not about President Trump. This is about the office of the presidency.
and what a president of either political party should be able to expect from his or her senior advisors in a moment of crisis. And if they have to worry about throwing out an idea for fear someone might put that out there and say, I'm crazy, or they may not want to ask a question for fear of that advisor saying, well, the president didn't even know where this place was or didn't know who the president of this place was. Uh, all those things that can be weaponized for political purposes. So, again, we got to divide the rage from the reason. And when someone comes to me with a bunch of sweeping generalities, that's big red flag for me. Uh, and I think for the most part, what uh, John Bolton has served up uh, in his words in, in the name of patriotism. Uh, but really what he said is he wants to influence the election. Also very interesting that that's why he's doing this now. Uh, that doesn't quite cut it for me either. Uh, so those things are all really uh, challenging to me uh, for the office of the presidency and for the national security of the country. Now, we can talk about specific applications and different presidents at different time. We'll do that another day. But I just want you to step back a little bit in the midst of all of this. Separate the rage from the reason. Don't obsess on President Trump, what he did or didn't do, whether you love him or hate him. I don't care about that right now. Uh, our job is to make sure we preserve the institution and the safeguards around it so that when we are in the middle of an international crisis, we can actually have confidence that our president of either party, that she or he will be able to have honest, frank, serious conversations without worry so they can get to the best possible solution. Because in most of those scenarios, you're going to throw out uh, international crisis, you're going to have 10 or 12 different options, some of which may be bat crazy. But there may be a piece in that bat crazy idea that if you combined it with something else, might actually be the solution to a problem. So you got to be careful about that. We've got to quit jumping uh, to this instant certainty all the time in a host of different ways. And so just exhale, step back, uh, we'll break down some of the other political happenings over the weekend. I uh, was not a fan of the president's rally in uh, Tulsa. It was two hours. It was rambling. It was mostly sweeping generalities uh, and a lot of odd stories uh, that I don't think uh, moved uh, even the audience or the nation forward a whole heck of a lot. But we'll save that for our debate a little later on. All right, time to step aside. When we come back, we're going to take a really interesting look at voting and what the American people really care most about next on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.